This is the Vibrant Light Podcast, your home for uplifting faith-based commentary. My name is Alicia and I'm your host. Today I will be talking about FTX and greed. Even if you don't really know what FTX is or think it doesn't apply to you, this is a story I think everyone should be aware of. Please note, today's podcast is opinion only and should not be considered investment advice. Even if you're not interested in cryptocurrency, please hear me out. What happened with FTX affected over a million investors. What we know at a minimum was if this is what it looks like, what it's alleged to be, it's a massive fraud and money laundering scheme. This is not the first time, of course, something like this has happened. There have been lots of financial scams going back to ancient times. Recently, there have been a lot of scams specifically involving cryptocurrency. I don't want to get into the particulars on what cryptocurrency is or how it works because it can be a little bit tedious and boring if you're not that interested. All you really need to know is that cryptocurrency is a form of unregulated digital money that is created by computers and usually held anonymously in numbered accounts. There are a lot of different types of cryptocurrencies. One of the most well-known, of course, is Bitcoin. But there have been many others that have sprouted up along the way with varying levels of credibility. FTX was not a cryptocurrency, but it was rather a trading platform where people could buy, sell, and store their cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency isn't something you can put in a regular bank account. It was spun off of another organization called Almeida Research by a man named Sam Bankman-Fried. And from what I can tell, Almeida Research was founded around 2017 and started out as an organization that was just trading Bitcoin for themselves. And then in 2019, uh, FTX was spun off as a trading platform for anybody to buy and sell their cryptocurrencies. And over time, FTX bought out other smaller trading crypto trading platforms, so they just continue to get bigger and bigger. Over the last few months, FTX brought on many high-profile investors, particularly professional athletes. They really seem to um, bring on primarily athletes and sports teams, including Tom Brady and Stephen Curry, who promoted this company. The collapse of FTX has spawned a lot of conspiracy conspiracy theories also uh, because it turned out that Sam Bankman-Fried was the second largest donor to the Biden campaign in 2020. And then in the most recent 2022 midterms, he and others within the company donated tens of millions of dollars to various campaigns. Uh, What the intent of this organization was remains to be seen as far as whether they ever intended it to be a legitimate trading platform or if it was always intended to be used for more nefarious reasons remains to be seen. There are certain a lot of a lot of people questioning uh, that and where the money was going. I don't want to get in the weeds on that today either because I think there are plenty of other people out there talking about that and it's not really the purpose of this podcast. Why I wanted to talk about this today is to address the problem of greed. 
because what happened here, regardless of why it happened or who was behind it, it is undeniably evil. These types of platforms were used to attract less sophisticated investors to a get-rich-quick scheme because unlike a registered brokerage firm, they don't have any obligation to act as a fiduciary, these crypto companies. Their clients are totally vulnerable. These companies are completely unregulated. But they have been very good at getting these celebrity endorsements, which attracts more investors because people see someone they know and respect and see that they're involved in these entities. And it gives these companies legitimacy because I think most people would assume that somebody like Tom Brady is not going to invest in a scam. He he's, has financial experts that he can pay to vet these things. And so if Tom Brady's involved in it and he has those types of experts looking into things for him, then it must be legit. Now, is that naive and reckless? And does that demonstrate poor stewardship to the resources that we've been blessed with in our lives to just take a celebrity's word for it? Sure, that, that, that argument can be made. We are all responsible for our own financial decisions and making sure we understand what we're investing in and that it's appropriate for us. But that does not exempt predators from their responsibility and obligations. The seventh commandment, thou shalt not steal, forbids the unjustly taking of somebody else's goods or property. But beyond that, the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches us that the seventh commandment really begins with God entrusting us with the earth and its resources and being good stewards and managing those resources appropriately. And while we are entitled to personal property rights, it does not exempt us from the responsibility of being fair and reasonable in our management of our own personal property. We are obliged to manage our goods and wealth and production in ways that will not only benefit ourselves, but contribute to the greater good of our communities and society. Therefore, the seventh commandment applies not only to blatant theft, but also prohibits us from price gouging, unfair wages, and taking advantage of others. Thus, greed is theft. I'm going to say that again. Greed is theft. It's not glamorous. It's not cute. It's not something benign the way it's sometimes portrayed to be in in popular culture. Greed is theft. So the attitude of buyer beware is really not in line with the intent of the seventh commandment. Scammers go to great lengths to create products and services that will be enticing and appear legitimate. While we are tasked, of course, with being careful consumers and good stewards to the resources we are entrusted with, the error of mistrust is not a defense for a thief. And I suppose it really shouldn't surprise us. These types of behaviors go back to ancient times. Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Jesus says, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And this is just one example 
Throughout the Bible and the church's teachings, there are warnings of traps associated with an obsession with wealth and worldly goods, and the importance of being fair and reasonable with the worldly possessions that are entrusted to us. Yet there's something in our nature, something that goes back to the Garden of Eden, where there's this urge that many of us have to want more, to seek that next best thing. And that isn't all bad. We have to survive. We have to create to thrive and grow as humans. God gave us the earth and all of its resources to manage for a reason. He knew we would need these resources to survive. And how we manage communal resources is a massive responsibility that requires an immense amount of cooperation. It's not an easy task. It's within the fabric of that reality that greed and selfishness arise. So when we're faced with an opportunity, an investment, or a new job, these are the things we need to think about to be able to really be certain that we are making choices in a way that are, that's contributing towards the responsible management of those resources and not feeding into corrupt systems and schemes and scams that result in the types of situations that it now looks like we're seeing with FTX. There are a lot of politicians who now have campaign money that came straight out of the pockets of the people who were victims of this specific alleged theft. What those individual politicians and campaigns will do with that money remains to be seen. But there's a lot of finger pointing going on, a lot of ugly finger pointing going on. I think on an individual level, this situation is symbolic of our responsibilities, our personal responsibilities, when it comes to how much we participate in schemes and financial arrangements that take advantage of others or seem like they're too good to be true. We need to recognize that it's not always obvious when these situations are occurring and really make sure that we're putting thought into when we are participating Another example of greed as theft and something you might be seeing in your own community is what's going on in the real estate market right now. I was recently up in a touristy area, a small quaint touristy area in my state, and it's an area that's always had a mix of vacation homes and rentals, a pretty healthy mix of vacation homes and rentals. But in recent years, with the growing popularity of Airbnb, VRBO, and these types of property sharing websites, there has been a reduction in the number of residential places available because people, especially in the last year or so when the interest rates were low, and people were looking for investment opportunities because of the lucrative interest rates, Um, people from out of the area were going up and purchasing residential homes, even apartment buildings, and turning them into seasonal rentals. You you can make way more money when you take an apartment building and turn it into hotel rooms than you can renting it as an apartment. You can get much more nightly or weekly than you can to a monthly tenant. And this has had a drastic impact on the community and in a sense created a rebound effect on the tourism industry because 
all of these ski resorts and hotels and restaurants don't there don't have enough staff because there are not enough places for people to live and uh I made a trip up there recently and it it was it was really quite apparent I mean it was veterans day weekend a big outlet shopping area was closing at six o'clock on a Friday night in the middle of a big pre-holiday sale where normally in the past they they would have been open later but they don't have the staff to stay open later and then we try to go out to eat afterwards and most a lot of the restaurants don't have as much seating capacity as they did before because they have to they can only fill so many tables due to staffing so you might walk up to a restaurant and think oh it's not busy because you can see that there's a lot of tables open but there's a lot of tables open because they don't have enough staff to support having full capacity. There's There was also, I noticed, a number of restaurants that had been there for decades that have had to close due to the inability to to acquire staff because there's nowhere for people to live. So it's really a situation where it's a, it's a good example of, of greed as theft because they are in the pursuit of profit they are taking away homes from people who need them and in effect really turning the tables on themselves because the reason they're they're investing in these rental properties in the first place is because it's it's an attractive tourism destination well it's not going to be as a, as an attractive tourism destination if these services can no longer be supported because there's nowhere for the people who live there or who work there to to live. Um, And it's, I, I mean, I know a lot of people who have moved out of the Northeast region where I live to other parts of the country due to housing issues and the cost of housing. And that's not to say people can't make money in real estate and property rentals and being a landlord, that's a very reasonable way for somebody to invest and and supplement their income. It's, It's not that that's the issue. It's when these purchases are made in a way that devastate a community and don't take into consideration doing business in a way that maintains a balance so that everyone has the opportunity to live and work and exist within the community and not just a select group of people. So that concludes today's episode. Um, I, I know I was a little bit all over the place with FTX and, and uh, then kind of going down to the local impacts, but I really do think... Um, in this day and age, it's an, it's an important thing for us to think about and be aware of, not just for ourselves, but when we think about who we're doing business with, who we want to vote for, that we're aligning ourselves with people that have the values that we want to endorse. So we're not inadvertently participating or supporting systems that really don't reflect our values. Thank you for listening to the Vibrant Light Podcast. 